Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Believe in Chargers. And again, the name of the show is fitting because Charger fans... It's a time to believe right now. They silenced all the critics. The surging Dolphins come in to town, and they have a big stain on their California road trip. The Niners and the Chargers both dethrone the Dolphins. Lorenzo Neal, how about that on Sunday night last night? A lot, Justin Herbert silenced a lot of haters last night. He really did. Everyone's talking about can this kid perform at a high level? Can he be consistent? Can he win the big game? Or he's just a guy that throws it all around the park, a la Dan Marino. But you know what? Those guys that got to show you last night, not only can he throw it around the park, but he can win. And it goes to show you if he gets some help from the other side of the ball and when they can run the ball with some sense of consistency, just a, just a, just a, a little bit of a running game, you can see what Justin Herbert is capable of. And won't you look at that, Chargers fans? He gets Keenan Allen, Mike Williams back together on the same field. Whoa, now he's a top five quarterback again. It's not a coincidence. <laughs> and I want to tell all everybody, the, the fact that we were having these Tua versus Herbert, who would you rather have discussions over this week was, guys, quite frankly, extremely disrespectful. And, and I think those discussions were put to bed very early last night. Tua Tagovailoa, 10 for 28, 145 yards. And six, four of his 10 completions were on the last garbage time drive of the game the dude was basically six for 24 justin herbert last night lorenzo nil 39 of 51 367 yards was fantastic last night and lorenzo nil this is a game that the chargers had to have as they're fighting for their playoff hopes lorenzo they are now if the season ended today in the playoffs thoughts i think that they're a team that if you get in the playoffs it's going to be scary because here's what the chargers give you they're never out because they have a big arm in herbert He's always going to swing the ball around, sling the ball around the field. He's going to give you an opportunity to win, a chance to win. So if the defense, Bosa coming back, if this team can get healthy at the right time defensively, get stouter against the run, continue to evolve as an offense and behind Justin Herbert, I, I'm going to tell you right now, they're a tough out. And you saw last night, Miami, the quarterback inconsistency, Miami has some defensive players, has some offensive players, but goes to show you when the Chargers are playing well and Herbert's rolling, let's ride. And we have to talk, you know, a lot about you know this game. We have to, you know, talk about head coach Brandon Staley, who I thought, you know, called his best defensive game in his young NFL coaching career. We're going to talk about Justin Herbert. We're going to talk about this defense. We just want to give a quick shout out everybody to our sponsor, Bet Online. Dot ag go over to bet online and use promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v for a 50 dollars off welcome bonus a lot of action packed sports and now we got hoops we got the world cup which is going to be an awesome semifinals on tuesday wednesday we got the nfl season so go over to our friends at betonline.ag your number one source for all your betting needs but my goodness lorenzo you talked about this the chargers getting healthy at the right time don't look now joey bosu has been on ir is returning to practice this week Rashawn Slater, Lorenzo Neal, all pro left tackle, they're saying, can return before the end of this season. I mean, they are doing all this with Justin Herbert getting just thrown around in the pocket low. They're having to roll him outside. They're having to do bootlegging so they can give this guy time. If they get Slater back, if they get Pipkins back, low, I'm telling you, this could be a dangerous team if all the pieces come together. 
what he did in the pocket last night to elude nuts. pressure was nuts. It was Mahomes. I'm telling you, when you think about Mahomes, you look at Josh Allen, and you talk about the different guys that what they can do, the Justin Fields, you say, what can these guys do in the pocket when there's nothing there? I'm telling you right now, add our boy in that, add Herbert into that list about guys that can, the escapability can get out of harm's way. You have to add him in there. Yesterday I was in San Fran, you know, watching that game before the Charger game and watching how Tom Brady at 45, the, the beating that he took, his offensive line, they got the most penalized left tackle in the game, 30-some holding calls, watching him score touchdown after touchdown and get called back and just ineffective. I mean, you watch that, and, and you look at Herbert, and you're saying, wow, look at Herbert playing with, a, let's be honest, a, a makeshift kind of offensive line, not saying that they're horrible, but the guys that they paid the big money to are not out there, and he's still <clears throat> making it happen. And keeping keeping his team in games. You look at Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. He can't even keep his team. He can't even keep his team in games. That's how bad his offensive line is. He doesn't even have a chance to throw the ball without getting hit. So Justin Herbert, what he did and what he's continuing to do, this guy is not a. He is elite and he is a superstar. Charger fans, the Chargers came into this game with less than a fifty percent chance to make the postseason. After winning last night, their number percentage chance catapults to 76% with the Jets going down sub-50 for a few reasons. Number one, they now have the tiebreaker over the Miami Dolphins. So if they finish with the same record, the Chargers jump them. Number two, the Chargers have officially gone through the, quote, tough part of their schedule. Their final four games, not an easy one next week. They host the Titans, who are struggling. Then they go to Indianapolis. Then they host the Rams, who are a dumpster fire. And then they go to Denver, who's a dumpster fire. So Lorenzo Neal, the Chargers should be thinking, 10 and 7 at worst and potentially running the table here especially with some of these pieces coming back together at the right time and I think the biggest key and, and I'm a victim of this one when it comes to criticizing Justin Herbert was this is a guy now who literally had nobody on the field all year long and now he's starting to get his guys back do we understand Charger fans the impact Mike Williams had last night for Justin Herbert and the Chargers not just because of his six catches for a buck 16 but he also causes safeties to shade over which leads who to being wide open and one-on-one coverage his name's Keenan Allen who had 12 receptions of his own last night. So we look at Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Joshua Palmer, the core three receivers combined for 22 receptions. That's a game changer. Justin Herbert's not throwing to Michael Bandy and DeAndre Carter anymore with all due respect to those guys. <laughs> right, right, right. right. And, 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 and that was leading to a lot of people criticizing Justin Herbert. On the other side, people were saying Tua was better than Herbert. He was throwing a Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle all year. I mean, one of the best receiver combos. So... What are your thoughts on this whole Tua Herbert narrative? You know, because you know where I stand. I don't even think they should be put in the same sentence with one another. There's a reason why Miami was trying to get 44 year old Tom Brady. There's a reason why Miami was trying to trade for Deshaun Watson. There's a reason. Yeah, no question. You can't put those two in the same breath. There's a guy that you put in that same breath. I think when you look at quarterbacks, you said, hey, give me young quarterbacks that I think they could be in that list. Let's not put Josh Allen and Mahomes even there. Let's talk about guys that I think that you that you you say, look, I look at Cincinnati and you think about what Cincinnati has. Joe Burrows. Joe Burrows is an awesome quarterback. I think you talk about you're talking about Justin Fields, what he's as a young quarterback that doesn't have any help. I look at these guys as as that's when you want to start talking about Herbert. You better start talking about guys like that 
the guys that are just like the, that's got that good stuff. Tua doesn't have it. You, you you look at you look at you you look around the league and you look at what Cincinnati has. That quarterback has that moxie. He has it. Oh, yeah. oh, when yeah. you look at when you look at the Chicago Bears and look at that quarterback, in spite of losing, he has that moxie. He has it. He'll say, "I'm gonna just Bills." He's like, "I'm gonna I'm, I don't care any. I'm gonna go down fighting." He has that to him. So you know, of course, the Josh Allen has. Of course, Mahomes has it. So those are the type of quarterbacks that I look at. That you put Justin Herbert in that class. Tua, you don't even think about it. Now let's talk about this defense because this is something that we've been, you know, criticizing all year long and rightfully so. But low, I thought Brandon Staley and his defense dominated this high-flying Dolphins offense yesterday. And I thought this was Brandon Staley's best defensive coaching job in his tenure with the L.A. Chargers. This is a team now that allowed 17 points to the Dolphins. However, seven of those 17 points was off a crazy fumble fumble play that I've never seen in my life. The, 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 the Dolphins cough it up. Tyreek picks it up and runs it around. Uh, ring around to Rosie's it for a touchdown. That, uh, you throw that out, right? Then the next touchdown, the only other touchdown the Dolphins had was fantastic coverage by Michael Davis. He tripped over himself. He would have picked off that ball from two. I thought Michael Davis played his best game of the year for the Chargers last night. This defense got home to Tua. They they, they caused Tua to drop back uh, 33% of the time. Van Noy had his first sack. Mack had five pressures. The secondary was lights out. Asante Samuel Jr., we had Derwin James on the show. He said he's the truth. Well, he proved he was the truth last night. Lorenzo, talk about what this defensive performance can mean from a confidence perspective for this Chargers defense that struggled for the most part of the year but is now playing better and going to get reinforcements shortly. Yeah, I don't think Miami, listen here, I don't know if Miami will win another game this year. Agreed. When you watch, I think that they fought, figured out the Rubik's Cube. And the Niners did, and the Chargers followed that blueprint. You drop guys into coverage, and you understand he wants to get out the, get the ball out of his hand quick. It's the read option and saying, okay, I'm going to read it, and now he's going to try to get the ball and throw it in the windows. The Chargers did such an amazing job dropping guys into coverage Getting in those windows, getting in those throwing windows, and making Tua have to go through progressions, and he didn't, and he failed, and he failed miserably. Because then, once he start trying to get through his progressions, oh hello, there's some pressure coming to get you. There's someone knocking at the door, and that's what I love that they did. They took away those windows where he couldn't look at his first read. Then they said, okay, we're going to make you hold through the ball. Now we're going to play deeper coverage. And what they did is dropped and played some four and do great zone concept. And then Tua couldn't get through the progressions because the pressure was on him. This Chargers defense, in my opinion, this might have been their finest hour. And, Lo, it's uh, it, it's pretty nice to be following D'Amico Ryan's blueprint because he's the best defensive coordinator in the National Football League, in my opinion. I think he's going to be a head coach in the National Football League very soon from the San Francisco 49ers. And another really good point is the Dolphins love ripping your soul on the intermediate passes. It's not yes. the short five to seven. It's not the big deep bombs. It's the 12 to 18 yard kind of shallow posts that Mike McDaniel, the Dolphins love to rip your hearts out. And what the Chargers were doing was they were dropping back. They were playing even softer coverage and taking that away, giving two of the check down. If he was going to take a shot to, you know, to, Waddle, the safeties were back, the corners were back, and they were right there. And Tua tends to underthrow his guys on deep shots just because he's able to get away with it because his guys are so fast, right? And they get separation. But I thought the defensive game plan was fantastic. And Brandon Saley said it too like, you have to accept the challenge. 
quote, challenge equals opportunity, he told the defense. And listen, Mike McDaniel tried to affect the Chargers secondary's confidence level earlier. First play of the game, he takes a shot to Tyree Kill against third-string safety Alohi Gilman. He makes a great play. That is huge from a confidence perspective. They were trying to win the game mentally, Miami, at first. So, Lo, I mean, listen, they put on a show today and, and, and talk about what this what this thing can do for this Charger team now coming up. You know, they have Derrick Henry to face next week in the running game. It's going to be scary. Maybe they get Bosa back next week. But what, what do you think's next for this defense? Well, I, I think all you can do now is keep adding on and put the hay in the barn. When you're watching this team and you say, okay, when you look at Miami, this is a team that one, two likes to throw the ball in front of him. Everything's right in front. Everything's in the middle of the field. Nothing's great to the outside boundaries. And the Chargers said, look, let's take away the middle of the field where he wants to go and let's make him beat you on the perimeters. Now, this week you're coming in, you got a Tennessee Titan team that's just dropped two. They seem like they're reeling. The Chargers, is, the Chargers and the Titans have two things in common, one thing in common. If if the quarterback Herbert's not on, if he's not tossing the ball around the field and doing his thing, the Chargers have no shot at winning. Okay, let's 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 be honest. And if the Tennessee Titans, if Derrick Henry is not running the ball and running the ball physically, and they're not getting and having, he doesn't have thirty or so carries and doesn't have over 150, 160 yards, they're not winning. That's just how they're built. And the Chargers, you know, they're they're built around their quarterback. Yes, they have an Eckler and running back. You know that if you give him some time now, you see. With uh, because of the receiving core coming back, defenses had to loosen up and play a little bit more coverage, and the running game looked a little bit better to me yesterday, and it was good to see that. So they're going to play a Titan team that's going to be fighting for its life. You're fighting a desperate Tennessee Titan team that's going to give you everything. They're they're in the same position that the Chargers were in last night, and so but the Chargers are in that position week in and week out. So they exactly. have to understand. Look. We've already given away our get out of free jail cards. We have already given them away. We gotta, we have to dig our, we gotta draw our line in the sand, and we gotta punch people in the mouth. We have to jump on this Tennessee team, and we have to make them one dimensional. And what do I mean? Make Tannehill beat you. Make Tannehill beat you. So you take away Derrick Henry. You get the Chargers need to jump on this team and strangle them from the start, Barna. And if they can jump on them early and go up by 14 or 21, and now guess what? Now Derrick Henry's not involved. Now he's not. He's an Bingo. afterthought. So you, if the Chargers, you got to say, offense, we have to start fast. We got to make Tannehill beat us because he can't do it. He Bingo. can't do it. He won't do it. <laughs> Here's another thing, Lo, and I think we talked about how fantastic this defense was. Let's not forget, they didn't even play with four, four of their 11 starters. No Derwin James, no Joey Bosa, no Bryce Callahan as their nickel corner who's been great this year. No Sebastian Joseph Day who's been their best run stopper. They did all this without half of their defense, which is, which is the crazy thing, and they're going to get those guys back. The right side of the line was awful yesterday for the Chargers. They didn't have Trey Pipkins, all right? Foster Sorrell, with all due respect, I think I can play a better right tackle in the National Football League. Now, you take a look at the left side of their line. They didn't have Slater. Filer hasn't been good. So, low, a part of my heart is, is still very much in this thing because they, they, they still can get half of their team back. 
They're missing four or five starters on offense, four or five of their best players on defense. And if the season ended today, they would be in the postseason. And the beauty of the National Football League, Lorenzo Niels, it doesn't matter. You just have to get in the dance, get and anything dance. can happen. Take a look at Cincinnati last year. They got in, and they made, and they were they were one Cooper Cup insane route away from hoisting a Vince Lombardi Trophy, right? So it, it, it's just trying to get in at the right time, in the right place. And right now, if you're the Chargers, you're looking at this thing, this team can maybe be a six seed. You have to go and play the winner uh, you know, of the AFC North. I mean, I mean if you're telling me the Chargers had to go to Baltimore in, in round one of the postseason, I think a lot of Chargers fans would be feeling pretty damn good that they can go win that game. You'll beat, you'll beat Baltimore. You don't want to see Cincinnati. Cincinnati's starting to get hot. Lorenzo, I the think they're the best. Lorenzo, I think I think they could be the best team in the AFC. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 I'm, I'm hey, brother, I, hey, I'm telling you, the Cincinnati Bengals, they're, hey, they're starting to get their swagger back. They're starting to protect, and they're getting scary, healthy. And they are scary. And I'm going to tell you what, though. The best thing that could happen to Chargers is all these injuries. Because you put the world, you put the weight of the world on Justin Herbert, and it's a, he's a great young man. I've been able to, you know, just I, I have conversations with the young guy. And you put the weight of the world on that kid. And you know what? He didn't blink. He got there and he's like, okay, he's 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 pushing it. He's trying. He became sporadic at times. You and I talked about because he didn't have receivers, he wasn't just playing loose football. He, he didn't become a – and he's just trying to force it. Okay, the ball's got to go here. Okay, boom. He became trying to be – like mimic the system. Okay, I'm going to be this system quarterback. I, I got to get the ball out of my hand. Now, Herbert, you watch him yesterday. You're starting to watch him. He's back to Herbert. He's creating things. He's making guys miss. He's taking a play that looks like nothing and turn. He's pretty much he's turning water into wine. He's breaking a play's breaking down fundamentally, and he's able to get through the pocket, move out to the left or right, still keeping his eyes down the field and making plays. So he has now transcended this offense because now he has guys that are on the same page. A la Mike Williams, a la uh -huh. Keenan. Then they, uh -huh. They're saying, okay, it's the scramble drill. We know how to get open. Justin knows where they're going to be. So now that's why I think that the best thing to happen is he had to go through this storm because now it's gotten easy for the kid. He's been through the storm. It's a really good point. And, and speaking of the storm, I want to talk about the storm of emotions from Justin Herbert last night because that is what really got me amped. A lot of Charger fans kind of miss old Phillip Rivers when, when, when he would be a trash talker, when he'd be a chirper. And we saw a little bit of that from Justin Herbert last night. He picks up a huge first down with his legs that almost ices the game. And what he does is he stands up and he does the little first down and gets a little screaming. And the Charger fans want to see that from Justin Herbert. They see him go into the locker room and he spiked the ball because he knew how big this was. He had an absolute laser on third and four to Keenan Allen on an out route. And they looked at each other. Herbert was like, let's go. Like, that is what we want to see from Herbert because that's kind of the thing that Chargers fans think he's missing. He's got every tool, but they want to see more of that emotion that Burrow has, more of that trash, that dog, that rough edge. And we saw a little bit more of that from Justin Herbert last night. And I think getting that swagger, getting that confidence, because everyone knows he's great, but if he can show that and have a little bit of cockiness to his game, I think that imposes more of a threat and, and makes him more intimidating to his defensive counterparts. So seeing that from Justin Herbert, Lowe, was was, was freaking awesome. It was cool. And it was just a big one last night, Lowe. It was just a big win. Quickly, let's talk about Miami. I know there's Dolphins fans listening to the show, Lowe. Yeah. They ain't winning another game. They're going to Buffalo next week. They got to face the Patriots. They got to face the Jets. They got to go face the Packers. Lo, this this is Tua's last season in Miami. Tell me it's why I'm right or wrong. No, you're right. It's his last dance. 
when you look at the kid, he had an opportunity. And here's the deal. They figured him out. You solved the Bubik's Cube. And, you know, the coaching staff, they did a great job. Mike McDaniel's to... a great coach, He's by a the great way. coach. He's a great yeah. coach. And now this young kid, just now, they're like, look, let's drop in coverage. This is what we do. Let's try to take away the inst- everything right in front of him, make him beat you to the perimeter. And he just can't do it. So, yeah, Miami, to me, they'll be lucky if I I'd give them maybe one win. Uh, if you made me to take a, a bet, I wouldn't bet over two. I'd, I'd put anything that I, I'd put everything on it that they wouldn't win more than two games. Um, that's how that's how confident I am with the demise of the Miami Dolphins. And you're right. That's a great assessment. Tua's gone. When you watch with the way he played and you saw the in, you saw the inconsistency and you just saw he under pressure, he just melts. He's not a giant. He doesn't just have it. That moxie that says, OK, come on, let's go. He doesn't have it. And yeah, Herbert didn't show it early, but now he's starting to do it because he's coming into himself. He's a guy that you got to realize. You, he just is his third, what, fourth year in the league or third or fourth? Third? He's drafted in it's, 2020, so this is his third year in the yeah, league. This is his third year in the league. Okay, you got to realize the guy's been thrusted in this. So you just don't, you know, a lot of guys just don't, you know, you don't have it early. You want to make sure you know what you're doing first. You want to get your C like, and now I think that, okay, he's been through some tough times. He's mm-hmm. listening to the media come down his road. He understood oh, yeah. like, okay, God, how do I get through this? He understood it's going to be tough. And now the guy's like, okay, you can't shake me. You can't break me. He's finding out who he is. And what he is is a winner. What he is is a quarterback in the National Football League. But he's a he's, he's someone's son. He's someone's, you know, he, you look at his, he's got a mom. He's got he's someone's brother, sister. We understand those unmutables. But what you're finding out is also about Justin Herbert, that the guy has heart. He has tenacity. He has ability. And just because he doesn't show it emotionally all the time, the guy still has it. No doubt. And and Justin Herbert was by far the best player on the field last night. Um, It was a masterclass performance. And I I told some people I think that this could be Justin Herbert's – could be my favorite performance of his career. Maybe not necessarily his best. But given the circumstances, given him having one blink of an eye in the pocket before he gets absolutely walloped, he has to go through his progressions in less than a second. Look right, look left, decide on the spot he gets crushed. This was my favorite Justin Herbert performance because it was a master class. He made no mistakes. He made the throws when he needed to. And the limited offense, you know, is because of the limited protection that Herbert has. And I want to give credit to Joe Lombardi. I thought he had some good play calling last night, trying to roll Herbert out of the pocket. Um, you know, trying to trying to find ways to buy him an extra time in the pocket, rolling left, rolling right, bootlegging here and there, giving Herbert a chance to make a play. And here's the thing with the great quarterbacks, y'all, versus, you know, the ones who are, are game managers. Game managing quarterbacks are ones who are able to win games with everything else working in place, right? With great receivers, with a great line, with a great defense, all of the Tua Tagovailoa's, in my opinion, all the Dak Prescott's call me crazy. But the great quarterbacks are the ones who are able to win without the sum of their parts. They're able to win when they're when when not when guys aren't healthy, when the defense is playing bad, when the line isn't there. Like Joe Burrow leading his team to a Super Bowl with no line. Like Justin Herbert winning these games last night. Right? Those are the great ones who can do it without help, and those are the ones you need to lock up for many many years. So listen, even when it is pretty, even when ahead. it ain't pretty, like you know, I'm just I'm just chiming in, adding you know, validating what you're saying. Even when it's not pretty, Borner, when you watch, like like you said, Dak Prescott, they're losing. You're about to lose a game, play to the Texans. And when the game was on the line, 
He took that thing that took the offense down the field and like you said, and punched them in the punched it, got in the end zone and said, I'm a winner. That's exactly what you're talking about. Those type of guys, the Herberts and those type of guys you look at and say, they have it, they're winners. So low, I mean, you know, we'll we'll go for a few more minutes here. Now let's kind of preview what's next for the Chargers, right? They're seven and six. It's been a it's been a whirlwind of a year for the Chargers. I mean, they come in with Super Bowl expectations. 80% of their team gets absolutely decimated. They are the most injured team in the National Football League. It's not even close from a percentage standpoint. However, the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs. There's been a lot of coaching scrutiny on Staley, the defense, health, Lombardi, yada, yada, yada. The substance is out there. As a fan, all right, what are your thoughts on the charge right now? Should they give you a reason to believe? Absolutely. I think the fans should look at this team and say, why do I have hope? Well, a guy by the name of Joy Bosa is coming back. When you're talking about Slater could come back, possibly. When you talk about a team that's been undermanned and at times underperformed, but still in the midst of the storm, they're starting to come out. And they were in the eye of the storm. People had left this team for dead. We talked about, man, everyone wanted, they talked about running Staley and all the different things and who's going to be the new head coach and, and, you know, the Saints old head coach is going to come in and who's going to be, what's going to happen? Is this team getting ready to go through a massive re-overhaul? Does Staley bring in the right guys? But all this team did in the midst of the storm was find a way to stay afloat. Find a way to keep emptying the buckets because there's water in the ship. And they found a way, each man, hey, you know what? Grab a bucket. Throw, hey, throw it out. Keenan going, Keenan went down. You know, grab a bucket, throw it out. This one went down. Grab a bucket, throw the water. The ship is still afloat. And it was sinking and it was taking on water. And everyone was like, oh my God, is this ship going under? But oh my goodness, guess what? They're starting to get out of this. And now they patched up because the storm is starting to get the storm is over. And now they're patching up those little holes. They're starting to get players back. You're starting to patch it up. And oh, shouldn't you be happy? Should you have excitement? Should you have some optimism about this team? Hell yes, because the storm is about over and there's help on its way. I love it. And, 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 and there's, not just, there's, there's not just help on their way. There's, there's upgrades on the way. There's yes. massive upgrades on the way. All pros coming back left and right. Bosa, Derwin, Slater, uh, Bryce Callahan, who's a great nickel corner. Uh, they are, they are uh, Sebastian Joseph Day, Austin. Like they are so much reinforcements coming back that it's exciting. And I, and I love the pep talk because it's the truth, Charger fans. Like you, there should be a reason to believe. And I, and I, and I truly think that every team's beatable right now, like in the National Football League. And that's the beauty of, of this game, especially in this conference. I mean, every team has flaws. Kansas City has allowed the most passing touchdowns out of any team in the National Football League. They have a high powered offense, but they don't have a good defense. The, the Buffalo Bills are more inconsistent than cryptocurrency. You take a look at the Cincinnati Bengals. They're playing good at a good time right now, but they still have their question marks with Luan Arumo in that defense. The Baltimore Ravens are a team that's just somehow fool's gold. So there's a lot of teams and there's a lot of vulnerabilities in the AFC. And what does that prove well for? That proves well for teams like the Chargers who can beat any team on any given night. Now, it's, I'm not going to say they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not going to say they maybe make No, make, I get what run. you're saying. But the point is that they could. Because they have number 10, they're starting to get reinforcements back. This is a completely different team when you have Keenan Allen's, Mike Williams, and Joshua Palmer on the field at the same time. Now, it's going to be an even better team when you have an all-pro left tackle where Justin Herbert's not shivering in the pocket every two seconds, right? Right. So it's going to get exciting. And as Brandon Staley says, we are up 
for the challenge. So Charger fans, previewing next week, Derrick Henry, the Tennessee Titans come to town. They are on the brinks. They've lost three straight games. Will they lose four straight games? History says they won't, but this Charger team is surging. As Lorenzo says, they're patching up the storm. You know, Tennessee is interesting because, Lo, you said everything's on the line for them. <clears throat> Potentially not really because their division sucks. The, yeah. Titans can, the Titans can win one more game and likely win the South. I mean, the, the, the Jaguars are 5-8, and eight, the Colts are 4-8-1, and one, and the Texans are the worst team in football. So I don't think there's actually as much urgency on Tennessee's fronts. No doubt they want to win. They just fired their GM. But what do you think is the key to this game? Is it just stopping Henry and I think everything else follows suit? Well, I think not just stopping Henry. I think you got to stay technique sound. I think you can't. I think special teams, everything that you're doing, you got to continue. But you even got to crank it up just a little bit more. You don't want to make this a dogfight. So if you're if you're the Chargers right now, you got to look and say, hey, look, we understand we got help coming, but what are we going to do with Tennessee? What we need to do is say, okay, if we play our if we play Charger type football, don't get mistakes, don't turn the ball over, play up front, get after the passer. Make them one-dimensional. You know, frustrate Tannehill. Make him make him uncomfortable in the pocket. Your best is good enough. That's what the Chargers need to know. Their best is good enough. Mike Lombardi, offensive coordinator, the head coach, they all need to be saying, look, all you have to do is do your job. Your best is enough. Don't try to do anything else. That's when you start – that's when you, you know, you get nosy, sticking your head in there and not playing your gap. Derrick Henry breaks a big run. You know, getting nosy, trying to look in the backfield, the safety trying to come in, and now he got a pass, pop right pass right over your head. You have to stay consistent to what you're doing. That's what the biggest thing to me. So you're talking about what's the key to me. It's about staying consistent and doing your job. Don't get nosy. Don't just safeties. Don't just try to fly in there because they want to play action and go over the top. Everyone's got to be locked in. And if they can just stay locked in to what they're doing, it's good enough to beat the Titans. And I want to mention one other thing. And this is a mistake that Mike McDaniel made for the Dolphins that I promise you Mike Vrabel won't make. Mike McDaniels didn't run the football. And, and they were running the ball well against the Chargers. He, not initially, the first quarter of the game, the Dolphins didn't find success, and Mike McDaniel just gave up and stopped running the football. That's a rookie head coach. Because what had happened in the second half, and Lorenzo, you taught me more than anybody about the importance of running the football in the NFL. They ran the football so much better in the second half, the Dolphins. I don't know why they didn't do it more. Right. 19 rushes for 92 yards, all right? right? That's five yards per carry. And five right. of those rushes were negative yards. The Dolphins were actually taking advantage, but Mike McDaniel's kind of that guy. He wants to prove he's sexy. He wants to silence the haters and show that he still has the high-powered offense, more of an ego thing. Do you want to prove that and do pretty things, or do you want to win games in the National Football League? And Mike Vrabel is a tough-nosed guy, former player, as you know, Lorenzo Neal, who's going to shove the ball down these teams' throats. Derrick Henry's going to rush the ball for 30-plus times in this game. So I just want to put that out to Charger fans. You're right. Mike McDaniel made that mistake, and Mike Vrabel, I promise, will not. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And that's why the Chargers got to be technique sound. And that's why you got to make sure that you shut down the run and you get a lead. Because if you if you let this team stick around, and then you know you let Henry stick around, and you know that he's now he's going to have an opportunity to pop one. So if you jump on this chart, if you jump on the Titans and get ahead of them, play from up in front, you don't let up. Because you know they want to continue to run the ball. If it's close, 7-3, you know, 10-7, they are going to continue to run the ball, and that's going to be a problem. Chargers got to get a, a lead, and that way you can make them one-dimensional. We'll see if SJD returns. We'll see if Bosa returns. Traylon Burks, rookie standout for the Titans, is questionable as well. Charger fans, big win. 
Seven and six Chargers, seven and six Titans. Next Sunday, we'll have you covered on Believe in Chargers post game. For Lorenzo Neal, I'm Born and Desire, everybody. Be well. Go Bolts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.